So there I was, out in Nagrad, sitting in the middle of a road, being AFK. reason I was AFK was not on purpose. It was one of those BRBs that turned into an AFK. When I returned to find myself sitting in the middle of the road, I usually, when such a long period of time has passed, I take a look around first. I check my chat. I kind of do a little pan around just to see if there's anyone bothering me. Because you do get that. When you go AFK, I've had people run up to you saying, can you help me with, and you're sitting there with a big AFK over your freaking head. But no, they still have to ask you and will stand in front of you waiting for you to return. So as I was panning around, I see two night elf hunters. And I see them coming up kind of uh, behind me there. And each one puts down a snake trap just off to the side of the road on either side of me. And they both pull. You know, the bird comes from one way and the cleft hoof comes from another. And the snake traps trip. And what do you know? It didn't come and eat me. And it was at that point that I stood up. And I looked at them while they're fighting these little low-level, you know, creatures out in Hagrid that are neutral. They're not even hostile at this point. And I'm laughing very hard. And I'm jumping up and down on the snakes, and I'm running around, and I'm laughing, and just having a good time. Because, you see, this came after the patch, after our latest 2.4 patch, which fixed the snake traps. And they killed their respective targets. And what killed me, though, was they tried it again. The two of them tried, like it was a glitch, that it didn't go, the snakes didn't come after me while I was sitting there. No, they tried it again. Very thorough alliance we have here. And needless to say, it didn't work for them again. And there I was, jumping up and down on the snakes, having a grand old time. And yes, they had the nerve to be upset with me. I'm the one getting the rude gestures and the flip-off and everything, (laughs) because I ruined their fun. What I wanted to say... It was a passing thought. What I wanted to do was roll up an Alliance character on this server and tell them, hey, read the patch notes, you morons. I wasn't going to waste any time with that. So instead, I just had a good old chuckle, golf clapped them, and moved on my merry way, leaving them to fume amongst the litter of dead snakes. So, to Gentleheart and now be both uh, from the, you ready? You know you want to guild. Yes, we have brought this guild up before. I want to tell you both a very helpful hint is that when Blizzard puts out a patch, it's kind of a good idea, if you are capable of doing this, to read it, and perhaps you will save yourself such embarrassment in the future. I don't know why I'm bothering to say this, because, you know, if they do not read patch notes, they sure as hell do not listen to. Welcome to For the Horde Radio. This is episode 17. Yes, 
we are but a mere three levels away from getting our ghost wolf form. Three levels! Oh, sorry, episodes. Anyway, welcome. If this is your first time hearing uh, this show, we just strap yourself in and uh, hopefully we'll give you a good ride. If you're a return listener, you know when to put your hands up when we're going down the steep hills. And thank you very much for downloading and for listening. First item which I think we need to address on today's show. And by now it's kind of old news, but I'm just so happy and relieved that the snake traps are fixed. Yay. Who else said yay? Everyone did, I bet. Said Thank God they're fixed. And I was very happy. And, and of course, I, I do want to point out something, though, about the snake traps. Uh, those who heard the last show may remember we had a few emails from our listeners who spoke of horror stories of the snake traps prior to them being fixed. And we here at For the Horde Radio were getting annoyed at Blizzard for not taking the necessary steps to fix this. And we expressed great outrage over this situation. And the very next patch that comes out, they're fixed. Uh, Clearly, clearly, we know what happened. Of course we do. They obviously heard the show and said, oh, Annie Ed's right. We got to fix this. Well, hurry up. We got a patch coming out. Okay. It wasn't the millions of emails they were getting threatening to throw rotten eggs at the Blizzard building. No, that had nothing to do with it. It was this show. So, you're welcome. Actually, we're just we're just thrilled that they fixed it. I am anyway. Did anyone else, oh, I'm sure many of you did, see? And what did you think of the April Fools that Blizzard put up? I loved them both. I thought they were both so clever. I ran into uh, quite a few people, actually, when they came out, and a couple folks emailed saying, gee, is is the Bard real? Nobody, I don't think, really believed that the Bard character was real, but boy, we really want it to be, don't we? Guitar Hero meets World of Warcraft. How can you go wrong? That would be so cool. So what? It's not quite the traditional Bard that's usually played in these type of games so it's a bard with an electrical guitar that has the killer riff talent which annihilates enemies it's just a small stretch no that we all go nuts over the the fake character they make is the one everyone's going yeah and 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 then what they're actually giving us are walrus people but anyway so yes i thought the bard character was very clever and a little disappointed that it's not legit but i gotta admit my favorite my favorite was the molten core the molten core console game absolutely roared looking at that not only looking at that but i love the fact that they actually did a promo video for it they took the time and these kids you have too much time on your hands guys i love that you did it but boy you've got far too much time on your hands if you could be like messing around with this come out with wrath of the lich king stop screwing around come out with wrath of the lich king please and it's not, i better have more than walrus people i'll tell you that but i did love the video you know with sound move in eight different directions and of course and i think this applies to everyone who who saw this kill one bear and aggro every bear in a 40 yard radius or whatever they said see blizzard is aware they do hear us they do listen and hear us and laugh behind our backs and make jokes at our expense 
because of their programming. But anyway, I, I did love that. And it's, of course, why we love this game, I think, so much. Because of that sense of humor they got. Just really a lot of fun. And, of course, if you did Molten Core to the older time players who actually did, ran the Molten Core, or if you've run it recently, you, just seeing that, you know. I was actually really impressed that they kept the map pretty, pretty good because they gave you the overview of the map. They get pretty accurate with that to the inside, which is amusing, but of course they would. It's their game. And by the way, that look, those little pixels that you were looking at, you know, the big blocky squares, that was all we had way, way, way back when. That was it. And that was high tech. And we were thankful. Yes, we went up hills both ways in the snow to play console games that look like that and we were thankful we had them they really did though <laughs> uh, those uh, of my generation will remember that They're, and and who were into the gaming side at that point will remember yeah they did look like that just really fun i'm glad they did that that was a lot of if you haven't by the way checked out either of these two things they're still up on the website they're up on the world of warcraft website you gotta kind of scan down they're in kind of the archive part now but you gotta look they're still there Check them out if you haven't, because they're both a lot of fun. So kudos to Blizzard. Kudos to Blizzard for putting those together for us to give us all a little yuck yuck. Now we have, I think, the next big event we have coming up. Because we really haven't had any kind of, And honestly, this isn't that big an event either. But it is an event, and it's one that I like. I'll pick on it, but I still like it. I think we're coming up on Children's Week. And actually, we're probably, it's actually not that far away. But here's kind of the problem I'm having uh, is yet again, Blizzard can't seem to make up their mind on when an event is taking place. We talked about this back with Valentine's. They had conflicting dates, but it was only off by a couple of days. They said, you know, it's going to start on the 5th and something else said it's going to start on the 7th. It was only off by a few days. This really is off. Children's Week. If you look at the calendar on worldofwarcraft.com, if you look at the calendar, Children's Week, May 1st through May 7th. If you click on it to like get more info about, gee, what is Children's Week, which we'll talk about if you don't know. If you click on that, it opens up. It says something like May 20th through May 27th. That's a kind of a big difference. Which is it? So we're either going to be talking, so either the Children's Week will be happening by the time the next show comes out, or it'll be happening when a couple more shows come out. It just depends. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. For those who don't know what you're... By the way, this is only... Uh, I've been playing WoW, and I thought about this and went, Ugh. I've been playing WoW for three years. Three years? One, two, three, possibly four. No, three. No, three. Anyway, I've been playing for a while, but I only discovered the Children's Week last year. Because the first year I was playing, the very first, I started playing like in March, April. So by the time the, the, the first, my first Children's Week ran around, by the way, I think it should be called Orphan Week, but that's just my opinion because that's what you do is with the orphans. We will explain, in case you're sitting there going, what the hell are you talking about? We will explain what this is because it's fun. What though? Um, I missed it the first time I ever played because I had just started playing. I was level, you know, 12 or 13 at that point and had no clue what anything was i didn't even know what the auction house was yet so i had no idea and went huh what so that blew by me and the following year i was on sabbatical i was taking a break from wow 
So I missed it then. So the first time I had ever participated in a Children's Week was last year. And what Children's Week is, for those who are going, huh, what, what's that? You, there are orphanages in Orgamar and in Stormwind. And once, one week out of the year, you go to the, to the orphanage and you temporarily adopt an orphan. I wouldn't even say adopt. That's a little too permanent a word. You, you, you're like a the the big sibling to this orphan. In Orgamore, they're bald little orc boys. I think. Um, I don't know what they are on the alliance side, but there's this bald little green orc, and you know, little tiny thing. And essentially, they follow you around, and you have to do stuff for them. You know, they want an ice cream. They want to go see this. They want to go do that. And you take them around and you do all this. And when you've completed your checklist, because you have one, it's a quest. When you've completed your checklist, you return the orphan to the orphanage. You drop kick them out. You return them to the orphanage. And now here's the thing. In Orgamar, you get a choice of four things. Because one, you get experience. And if I recall, and I did this last year when the pally was like in his early 20s, which is really humorous. But anyway, uh, it's fun to look back over this like, oh, wow, yeah, last year at this time, my character was only this. And I'm still not at 70. No, I'm close. I'm really close, but I'm not there yet. But last year, he was only like in his 20s when this hit. And you get a choice. You get three, a choice of three non-combat pets. Or, and I'm chuckling because it's, again, that blizzard sense of humor. Or your fourth choice is five gold. But if you, like, run your mouse over at first, it tells you five gold for telling little children that Great Father Winter does not exist. You know, bribe money for telling little children that Great Father Winter does not exist. Most people don't care. They take the five gold. Uh, Actually, I had a conflict of conscience last year and and thought my pally would look cute with a turtle. So I think you had a turtle, a pig, and a bird. You got a choice of all this. Now, out in Outlands, they also have an orphanage. They also have, you know, it's during the same week. So if you're out in Outlands, you can do this too. Have a little orphan and take them around. Now, I'm not sure how this works because it's in Shatrath. One, if you can get through the lag and get to it, you're in, it's in the lower city, by the way. For those who have just kind of made it out to Outlands or have been there and you never did this out there, it's in the lower city. Good luck getting there. But if you can make it there, pass the lag and pass the mounds of other pit players that are going to be in your way. The same deal. You got the the orphanage lady standing out there and you say, oh, I want to adopt, you know, take an orphan around. They say, oh, wonderful. Now, for the Horde side, it's a little blood elf female. I don't know what the Alliance get. If there's only one orphanage, as far as I know, they got to collect their orphans there, too. So I'm not sure what they get a drain eye. I don't know. But Horde got a... I did last year, unless they change it. Horde got a little female blood elf who, by the way, has the same attitude as the adults. This little chick has the same kind of attitude. She's also not too bright. Now, I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil it for you if this is your first time. But those of you who have done this will probably agree with me. She ain't bright. It's the same thing. Take me here. Take me there. Take me here. Get me this. By the way, they get me this. 
was that I know the little blue chick wants. No, she ain't just happy with an ice cream that cost you, you know, 30 copper. No, she wants to like, you know, one gold toy that is for sale only in some freaking cave. I think it's the Caverns of Time uh, that you got to get that you can't get for yourself, by the way. You can only get it for her. You can't get it for you. No, you buy it once and that's it. It won't like it's one of those like quest items. You know, sometimes vendors have the quest items. That's what it is. And they won't let you have it, which I think sucks because I wanted the dragon toy myself. But anyway, but she's amusing. I'll give you that. You get some nice XP. And when you turn it in, this will be interesting. I just had a fleeting thought talking about this. Last year, my main did this one. The Pally at level 20 was nowhere near going to do this, but the Hunter did. And she took this little chick around and uh, and she had XP for this. Plus, you get a choice of three pets. Uh, again, non-combat pets. They want to give you a pet. But I'm wondering now, how is it going to work at 70 when you're capped? Because normally, how it works when you're capped at 70, are our quests stop giving XP but give money. So I'm wondering how much money is involved with this. And it better be enough to reimburse me for the stupid dragon toy. But anyway, okay, not that a gold is that much, but it's the principle of it. Does the little brat even say thank you? I don't think so. She's a blood elf. Of course not. It's expected. It's like, you better get me a toy. Tuh. She actually says it just like that. Tuh. But anyway, you get a choice of three non-combat pets. Now, I'll admit, I got the little baby elephant. Okay, it's not called an elephant. They call it something similar to an elephant, but it's not an elephant. It's a freaking elephant. This thing is saccharine sweet. It is that freaking cute. It is just so cute. It makes little tiny trumpet noise. It's it's cuter than the bunny. That's how cute it is, I think. I think the little elephant's absolutely adorable. And you wouldn't believe you take this sucker out and plop it down in the middle of Orgamar. Holy cow! You get a bunch of the lower level players who haven't done this running up to you going, Where'd you get that? I get bombarded with whispers when I pull that elephant out. And it's just so freaking adorable. But you also get like a cross-eyed bird. I wonder how this thing flies. It looks like it should fly into stuff. I don't know if it actually does, but it looks like it should. And finally, (laughs) and I have to chuckle because it's just so gross. You get an eye. No, I'm not kidding. It's an eye. It's a hovering eye that has like stink lines coming off of it and it's drooling and I think it goes to sleep by the way I'm not like tipping I'm not spoiling anything because this is actually up um, if you looked at the event this is all spelled out for you there so I'm really not like tipping the hand as to anything you know I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin it for anybody but this information is already up on the website so it's not really a secret but you get a freaking eye and this also attracts a lot of attention just not in the same manner as the elephant does. This attracts quite a lot of attention because it's just this disgusting thing. Although some people, like old Big V, for instance, are like, I'm getting the eye. I'm so going for the eye this year. I don't know about that. Actually, I may be able to do an experiment if I got the eye because I have, I've asked this and no one's ever answered me. Maybe because you guys don't know either or I don't know. I had heard non-combat pets if you have it out but this is where i'm confused but anyway i have heard that if you have a non-combat pet out in a combat situation and you get like aoe or something it can kill your pet the non-combat pet it can destroy it now again this is kind of going through rumor control of rumor control of you know 
my sister's cousin's boyfriend's aunt's dog said that, you know, if it dies, you can't get it back, which I think is kind of A, cruel, and B, I can't see how, because you summon the damn thing with its little collar or whistle or bell or whatever it is, which, by the way, that's how you summon your orphan. That's how you summon, you, like, blow a whistle, and it shows up. Like, I don't know. That's kind of cruel, don't you think? Blowing a whistle and this little kid shows up all of a sudden. Why don't you just get a whip out and crack it, you know? Come here! You know, I don't know. I wonder what happens to your orphan if you, I wonder, I shouldn't wonder. I know the mentality of players because you're like me. You're mean, cruel, and have a warped sense of humor as I do. There has got to have been someone who tried to kill their orphan. <laughs> there has got to be, amongst the millions of players of this game, someone who has tried to kill the orphan. By the way, if you are one of them, please let me know how it turned out for you. <laughs> please let me know if you were A, able to, and B, what happened, if anything. Because I think that'd be kind of interesting. You know what else I think would be interesting? Is if, um, as I mentioned, the Orgamar Orphan Quest, if you can choose five gold versus the non-combat pets for, you know, telling little children that Great Father Winter does not exist. Ha <laughs> cruel adult that you are. I wonder if, like, all the... They should have, like, all the little orphans, like, mug you, like, surround you and... Me, you know, start kicking in the shin, going, you liar, you're mean, you're cruel, and start, like, beating you up and stuff. That would be an interesting end to a quest, don't you think? Make you earn that five gold. Make you earn it. I don't think that happens, actually, but it'd be fun if it did. The other thing, this is just a kind of an, a follow-up. Um, when you finish with this quest, and, and Orphan Week has ended, and, and life moves on as it will in Azeroth and Outlands. I noticed this with the Outlands one. I never bothered with it in Orgamore, but I happened with my main one day to be running by and went by the orphanage and I clicked a chick because I forgot why I did. I just wanted to see what she said, if anything. And what she said, which I'll give kudos to the programmers on this one, is she went, oh, hi, you know, how are you? Like, she knew, you know, your name is inserted and mentioned your little orphan has been asking about you. She'll be so happy you stopped by. It's like they remember you, which I thought is a nice touch. They don't go, huh, who are you? No, I don't remember you doing all this last year. So it was kind of a nice little touch that they they remember you from the year, you know, from when you did this with their orphan and and everything. I just thought that was kind of a neat touch. It's the little things that I notice in game, which I go, that's special. And by the way, if you've never been in the orphanage, I suggest in, in Outlands now, I suggest you go in because it's fun because they got little cradles all over the place with the little babies of the different races. And hands down, I'm sorry, but hands down, the baby cow is the cutest freaking thing you have ever seen. You have never seen it because it's cross-eyed. And of course, they're lying there. And if you watch them, their little eyes move back and forth. And they get cross-eyed on you. <laughs> it's just a cute little thing. So if you get a chance, take a peek in there. Because somebody spent time at this. Somebody programmed this and designed it and spent time. There's so much of that in this game that people just, like, blow by. I know I do. But if you look around, I've talked about this. If you look around, it's like, wow, somebody really took some time with this. And they took time inside there. So you can look at all the cute little babies and sick your pet on them. No. Anyway, <laughs> so that is the big event coming up. We're just not sure when... But you know what? When it does, we'll we'll talk about it and, you know, send us in an email and let us know how you made out with your orphan. If it does happen like the 1st through the 7th, then it'll be for the next show. If it happens the 20th through the 27th, it'll be in a couple more shows. But if it does happen before the next show, send us in an email. Let us know how you make out with your orphan. Let us know if you ever tried to kill him. 
Have you ever deliberately like went to combat with the same? I don't think anything happens to them. They probably just stand there and like, huh, pick their nose. But it's a fun event. And as always, we love events because they're different. It's something to do for three hours. Although I got to say, totally off on this, the uh, the new dailies, which I really haven't ventured into too much with my main because I have been desperately trying to get the pally up to 70. I'm hearing a lot of good things about them and people just can't seem to get enough. Now, I know a lot of you are sore, those who aren't 70 are really sore on this, but you gotta understand, and I, for one, have been a strong advocate of more mid-game content. I have. I've stood there with my little picket sign saying, more mid-game content, and Blizz ain't gonna give it to us. They did the next best thing, which was to make the run through to, se- to 60 just less painful. They didn't add anything new. They just made it a little less painful to deal with. The reason why, because it's all for the the cap levels, all for the big levels. Well, once we hit 70, what else is there to do? You have to understand, once you reach the cap, there's only so much you can do. And then, that's it. It's like forever no mid-game content. Forever and ever. You're done. Well, it's not like you're really done. You could go back and like really be tenacious about it and finish every single quest you ever skipped over and if you're doing that why don't you just beat your head on the keyboard at the same time it'll be just as much fun because you skipped over them for a reason anyway so that's why they're all for the 70s the cap levels let me tell you i checked out the island i it was shatrath part two the island was sinking due to the levels of 70s both sides and the island was sinking and of course blizzard makes this mistake they give us daily here here's the big mistake i can already see with it and i haven't even like ventured i haven't i did one i went out to the island went ooh, and that was it and i did a quest and i saw already a problem it's kill x you know gather x number of these things and you have a limited number of these things walking around. You have both Horde and Alliance looking for them. It is vicious. It is cutthroat. <laughs> it is cruel to do that. That's what happened when the uh, Burning Crusade came out. Same thing. Exact same thing. That's why I had to take a sabbatical when Burning Crusade came out, because you couldn't get a quest done. I've talked about that. Anyway, I digress. So that is our big event coming up. It is Children's Week which I think should be named Orphan Week. But I, for one, am looking forward to it. And I hope uh, if you get your orphan, take a picture. Because, oh, that's another thing. Just as an aside, you want to get a group of total strangers looking at you and your friends. Gather together with your orphans and take a picture somewhere. And they will come. Because we did that our, when we were small, small wee guild. You know, all four of us. When we did our, we all had our orphans out. Before we turn the quest in, you know, finally, when you drop your orphan back off, we stood in Undercity at the, the throne room before you go downstairs to the Undercity, that big throne room. We went there and we took pictures with our orphans as a group, you know, sitting down. And this is also fun because your orphan is like out of your control. You can't control. It's like a non-con. You can't control where it stands or anything. So it's like walking on your head and stuff. Uh, so we finally took a pic. We took several, and they were cute. But let me tell you, people were walking into that room, looking at us like, "What are you doing? You want to attract a crowd? Go take pictures with your orphans." But we hope you have a good time. If it comes up by the next show, if not, then uh, anticipation. So that is our, our first thing we we have discussed here at length. Now this is slightly slightly out of order 
But I have to put this in here now. I have to. We had a phone call, which I'm going to play for you first. And the reason I'm going to play it here is so that what follows makes a little bit more sense. Hey, Annie Ed. Hey, Big V. This is Zathras from Echo Isle Server. It's a Tuesday, and we have no uh, servers. So I figured I'd call in, and I was listening to episode 16, where you asked what voice the walrus people would have. My wife and I have come up with a great idea. Swedish chef. You can just imagine them when they're on, when you talk to them. That's the walrus people. It's got to be. Anyway, love the show. Have a great day. For the Horde! First, thank you, Zatharis, for using our call-in line. And we were very intrigued by what you had to say. So intrigued, in fact, that we did a little investigation of our own. And we are going to share with you now where our investigation has taken us to in our next segment. Because now, it's time for Character Well, it was nice of the beta team to let us take a look around. Yama! I guess after the last show, they wanted to show us what the deal is with these walrus people. Now, where are they? They're supposed to be here somewhere. Bad things coming. No, that's just the walrus guy. All right, here he comes. Be you prepared? No, but let's be polite. Hello. Greetings. I'm sorry, I didn't catch any of that. Do you understand a word he's saying? Sure thing. You do? All right, you talk to him. Hello. My pleasure. I got all this and personality too. I got so much as you. Hi I know. My natural beauty is intimidating. Aren't you going to ask me out? What are you doing? I won't bite you where it shows. <laughs> oh, when in rain about and in heat. Uh, um, excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, yes. Uh, can I talk to you privately for a moment here? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Don't you be going nowhere. Yeah. Wonderful. What the hell? You can understand him? No chance. Oh, I see. All that back and forth was you just screwing around with him. Yama! Yeah, gotcha. Well, uh, we'll, we'll catch you later. Much. Oh, well, guys, for the cake and the food. Yes, thank catch you. Catch you yes. later. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Oh. Want to go punch some gnomes? Dig it. We bring the pain to them. <laughs> we have got to work on that lap of yours. You sound like the Wicked Witch of the West. No way. Yes way. And we've got to find you shoes that fit. So there might be something there, perhaps. But thank you again, Zathras, for using the call-in line. And personally, I think they're going to sound like the Swedish chef, too. But And now we're going into our first music break, which I'm sure you will all enjoy. You know, as a brief aside, last show, I won't even say the name of it, last show I caught a lot of grief over my music selection. And those of you who have given Auntie Ed grief know who you are. So to make amends, we're going to play for you now a, a gentle, soft tune that will 
ease your spirits and soothe your mind. <laughs> yeah, right. Get up early when the sleeping pill wakes me. I take a wick of pill filled with energy. I power on hard and I check my messages. But I don't have any messages. I take a driving pill and head to my car. I drive around the biggest work isn't very far. I call my phone and I check my messages. But I don't have any messages. All I know driving on drugs feels better when they're prescription. All I know is the world looks beautiful, the world looks so damn beautiful. Fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. Work is anything but quiet these days. I try to mitigate my concentration rates. I can see the day unfold in front of me So I take the stairs and hit the gym The phone is ringing when I get to my desk What was the sting and sour sharp pain in my chest So I take a call the next and just chill And then it's time for lunch again All I know is work is easy When you don't stress out about deadlines All I know is I take my medicine I always take my medicine Fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. of all viral songs, Jonathan Colton. And I feel fantastic. Well, this is the part where we have you from the barn, but Big V has left for the Horde Radio. So instead, we are going to be playing you 20 minutes of whale song. Too late for an April Fool's joke? Okay, fine. Just listen to this then. 
Coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as Thunder Bluff, it's The View from the Barn with your host, Big V. Big v. Big v. Big v. I have found out this week that, no, I was going to say, I found out that Big V is a bastard. But Big V is not, so not so much a bastard as uh, I think my computer is bugged. Well, not so much my computer, but my gameplay experience bugged as it were um because i've had some very nice people run up to me and uh want to trade me stuff just want to just give me stuff which total strangers total strangers yes okay and i'll i'll just come clean with this here i'm doing another undercover horde thing here yes All right. i mean i've not named the character you see horde but um i'm out there because everything that uh you know, we've heard about on the alliance here on the show uh lately is it's more of a mix now i don't, we're not running into the you know the complete dreadful bastards that we used to and i'm not really sure what that's about i mean granted there are still those people out there I mean, oh, of course. And ever more shall they be. Yes, the wretched you shall always have. Anyway, but really, just in listening back to, uh, listening and reading some of the emails that we get, I see that there are actually some reasonable Alliance people out there. Now, that doesn't mean that the Alliance has got anything good going for it. Aside from, you know, slightly more foliage than, you know, the horde side of things. But um, it makes me wonder if they're actually alliance or, well, once again, horde in disguise. So, there I am in the human starting area. Yes, I'm playing a human. I couldn't take the gnomes anymore. I couldn't take wading through the snow. I didn't want to play the dwarves because, well, you know, you can only listen to that Scottish accent so long. And night elves, right out. You just can't do Could the night not elf. Do it. Just can't do it. So human. And what about the Draenei? Can't do them either? I'm sorry. I, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I play one cow. I'm not going to play a goat. <laughs> just not. I mean, seriously. The coolest thing that the Draenei got, for, got going for them, and I don't even know about the female Draenei, because I've tried a couple of male Draenei, and the coolest thing that they've got is that whole Bollywood dance that they do. I mean, that <laughs> is just smooth. I love that. But that's it. They have a Bollywood dance and a Russian accent. And they're space goats. I mean, seriously, big space goat things with like, it looks like they're halfway through eating an octopus. God. Ah. So, short answer to that question, no, I could not. Okay. So, but I tried the humans. And I, I made the human female just because... I love that vacuous look that they have. I mean, it's just this look that says, I worship celery. You know? <laughs> it's just a look that says, don't eat that salad, it's my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> seriously, just this vacuous you know, look that you're like, please, don't get any Kool-Aid near her. So anyway, I'm tromping around out there, and I made a paladin. Yes, I did. Made me a paladin. Because I think that's going to give me the best shot at survival. I won't be able to kill anything, but by God, they'll, they'll have to work hard to take me down. So, trying to remember what her name is. I don't know. I've, it's been... It, I, I can't play it for long. I mean, I, I can only see green for so long, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I can only be in a pastoral setting. I mean, seriously, if the zone hadn't blown up, burned to cinders or baked with so that no life exists aside from orcs and trolls.
holes. Who wants to be there? That's where, I mean, that's where your true hoard is right there. Yeah, if your land looks like it just came out of the oven, it's hoard. Anyway, I'm I'm cruising around out there, and I've gone into the Echo Ridge mines. I've killed a bunch of kobolds and gotten their candles because that's just the kind of paladin I am. Swinging the light, stealing the candles, running around in that big church, which kind of leads me to another point. Okay, let's just look at starting areas here. I know we've discussed kind of ad nauseum at what runs around in the various and sundry starting areas, but so we we've discussed you know the how things just don't match up. Let's look at the architecture for a second here. The humans have this big cathedral in the starting area, surrounded by lush vegetation, vendors of all sorts, a place where you can repair, and a couple of cows. Well, the less enlightened cows, yes. Enslaved brethren, as it were. You know, we're working on freeing them, but that's anyway. another story for another day. <laughs> anyway. anyway, so I'm I'm out there, and I uh, I realize I start they, they start the humans out with money. I think. Do they? I believe so. Uh, and because I just remember looking down, and I had like 23 copper. Did you do a quest? Did you do like the stupid initial high quest? You know, it may have been from that. Because I'll scream bloody murder if that's the case. Yeah, I believe that's... And if you did the first quest, you do get, obviously, you know, a little bit of copper for that. Uh, not in Duratar, you know. Valley of Trials? You get yeah. bubbles. No, you, you, get got... some, you get some You get some. Uh, copper for doing the first quest. Mm. Cutting team. We'll, we'll have to investigate, yeah. but I am... Yeah, we'll have to look at that, because as I recall, really? I've, had to se- I've had to sell everything. You have to? No, well, I've like had to sell get... everything too, but not because you, you don't have any bags yet. True, but, but no, I'm had, pretty no, sure I've... they give you twenty copper, or twenty-three, however much they give you a handful okay. of copper to get All you right. going. But before we, we'll, we'll before we finish ta- before we finish taping this, we'll look at that because I don't want to throw out you know something that's that erroneous. It makes people think I don't play a game, so I'm kind of hoofer here anyway. <laughs> So, all right. Well, I've gone up and I've repaired. Now, there is nowhere that you can repair in the Valley of Trials. I do know that. No, you can't. Oh, bloody hell, where? Hi. <laughs> I just start playing the game. Yes, you can. All the way in the back of the cave. Okay. I never went into the back of the cave. All right. Fair enough. Okay. I just didn't know there was They sell armor if you want to, like, blow your money on, you know, the cheapy starting armor. Okay. All right. Well, repair it. Yeah. All right. I feel like a big fat moron now. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to View from the Barn. <laughs> I'm just going to go chew my cud. Thank you. Move. And I'm out. <laughs> Please continue. Crap. <laughs> or did that just like blow your whole uh, story there? Nah, nah. Is it salvageable? Yes. Okay. Because, really, the point that I was getting to was, I think my game's bugged. Because somebody came up to me, and you know when somebody tries to open a trade window with you? Boom! Trade window comes up. Yeah. They've requested a trade. Not me. No. I get on. <laughs> I look down and I see this guy just kind of standing there. I'm like, "What are you inspecting me? I mean, I know I'm just smoking hot, but I'm clothed. So why are you here?" And then I look and it says, "So and so has requested a trade. You have refused." Like a couple of times, I'm like, "What the hell? No, I didn't refuse any trade. I mean, I probably would have." And fi- so I was like, "Okay, well, what?" And they. They speak out in general, you know, so you can see it. You want some armor? Better than what you got? I'm like, 
Okay, well, that's kind of like saying you don't dance bad for a fat guy. But sure, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take tomorrow. Thank you very much. I'm sure it is better than what I got because what I got's crap. You got gray and under yeah. gray. And I mean, seriously. I mean, I've got gray. I've got. God help me if somebody hits me in the sword, hits me in the knee with a sword. That's I got no armor there. You're going down. I'm going down. Sack of potatoes done. So it gives me like a ton of armor. Now it's it's low level blacksmithing armor like copper this and copper that, but that that's fine because it's a hell of a lot better than what I got on. They, they try to open a, open a, a trade window with me several other times. Does not work. Don't know why. Now board side trade window works fine. On the alliance side, does not. I don't know. Maybe my human maybe my you know, human paladin's just a snooty bitch. No. I won't take your things. Sawed off. And she's refusing before you even have a say in it. Well, right, exactly. What? Am I married to her? I mean, <laughs> I have no choice here. Could just be a buggy server. Could be. Yeah, what's wrong with her? Oh, it's Helmarush, I think. Whatever okay. that is. Yeah. It must mean something important to someone, but I don't yeah, know why. It, it must. I mean, you know, the. I'm, I'm expecting the next server to be named Raging Crack Habit. I don't know. Anyway, so people just random strangers here have some armor. There you go. So that was kind of nice. Now, am I going all soft on the alliance here? No, I'm not, because I'm I'm heading over to Goldshire, and we all know what a grand old time one can have in Goldshire. Won't even go into that. I mean, this is something uh, I'm only going to be uh, bringing tales of the Paladin in every once in a while because I've kind of beat that to death. But you know, we'll see how uh, we'll see how we do. Really, my main focus right now is getting the cow up to speed because I got. Yeah, there are folks in the guild that are chomping at the bit. No names will be mentioned. No, no names at all, Eddie-Ed. I'm seeing one of two things here, and I think it may be a little from column A and a little from column B, but, you know, with um, the influx of folks uh, into the guild, I'm seeing that whole, either they're total mutants, for one. Total gaming mutants. I mean, they, like, they joined at level 20, and now they're 65. Again, no names will be mentioned. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. I mean, are you related to Canny? Some of them have blown the bell curve on the Canny uh, Hey, good night. I mean, seriously, it's like, watch out for the sonic boom. What, did you think that was the cow that farted? No, that was somebody flying by me. Now, there are those who might say, yeah, we don't see him that much. Okay, fair enough. But <laughs> still. Um, now, the other thing to think about is either they're insane gamers or that whole 20 to 60 thing, you know, was totally real. But I'm not seeing it a ton with the Madge. I mean, the Madge levels fairly easily, but, you know, not just screaming through levels. I'm not. I noticed but. it with the Rogue. When I was playing the Rogue anyway, he seemed to level a lot faster than my other characters had. Yeah, it's not as painful. I'll put it, it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't hurt as much. Well, I skipped the barons. I just skipped them. I was he like, ain't no the way. Too. Yeah, ain't going to Yeah, and just went straight to a Hillsborough Foothills and Terran Mill. Which now occasionally that got to be cha- that was a challenge, but really, I think that one, the challenge was more so about me finding my spec. But I'm not going to plow that field again. Anyway, there I am. I got the uh, I got the undercover board character. Yeah, occasional reports back every now and then, but but I'm spending a lot of time with the cow. Yay. You know, yeah, and joyous huzzah went up from directionally challenged. Huzzah! Thank you. Thank okay, you. sorry, I was paused there. Yeah, that's okay. You know, <laughs> I didn't know if you were didn't know if you'd come in with that or not. Okay. But and 
I'm out of Zanger Marsh now. Oh, joy of joys. Yes. Because I've, I've discussed that it's I've discussed that it's a little unnerving out there, and particularly the Sporagar. Um, but I found something that's a little more disturbing than the Sporagar, and I don't know what they're called. I think I know what they're called. But I'm not sure. They're those little bastards out like way up north, kind of like north. Um, around Feral Fin. Are we talking about the original Draenei? There you go. The ones that were the original. Now they're called the Lost Ones. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, they're the Lost Ones. They're but, like toppers with axes. God. Yeah, Ugh. the Lost Ones. Yeah, those yep. were the original Draenei. That's what a Draenei looked like until they decided to make it an Alliance character. And then they suddenly didn't look like that anymore. No, they looked like... Now we already discussed it. Space goat eating, a squint, eating an octopus. <laughs> I think they should have stuck with the original model. But, no. Yes, they made them uh, a little a little fancier. Oh, my God. I've had to go out there. I can't tell you how many of those damn things I had to kill. Uh, well, actually, the, I had to kill more Naga than that. But these things, my God, I hate them more than the goblins. I mean, I don't know if you remember my hatred of the goblins when I was doing the whole Samophalange thing. But it got pretty bad. These things, I mean, they're one. Like I said, they're wandering around like toddlers with axes. I mean, it's... And, and they'll hit you with something, and you'll be trucking along just fine, and then the 30-second timer will go bing, and you're paralyzed. Yeah. Right? And it either gives them time to run away or whack you a couple more times. And, th- and not only that, some of them are stealthed. Yes. I mean, yep. you hear that whole stealth sound, and you're like, okay, well, what the hell? Yep. And then the next thing you know, you get the toddler with the axe hitting you in the back. Not amusing. Yeah, I wasn't really keen on them. I kind of bypassed them. I did do the uh, Unleash the Murloc quest on them. <laughs> wasn't that genius? That was great. <laughs> I had to do that. But otherwise, I didn't even, like, do the, you know, kill King Muckalock. I didn't do any of that with the Pally. I did it all because I had already done it with the Hunter and learned. Right. And went, I ain't doing this again. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I kind of, I, I did my stuff out there. I mean, I killed enough, you know, Naga enchantresses and slave drivers till... Oh. It's just, I mean, I thought I was just, I was going to turn into one, but, you know, I finally killed them all. And then at some point, I was looking at this quest that says, okay, now go kill ten of these underwater things. Oh, yeah. I said, wait a minute, are those, is that where you have to go fight the piranhas? Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, forget that, I'm dumping it. Boom. And it was gone, and I was on my way to Terracar. So, I'm out in Terracar now, and that makes me happy. I like to. I'm liking me some Terracar. And uh, the lag's not that bad, but it's still there. You know you're close to Shad. Yeah, that's my only problem with Terracar is the lag. It's, you know, not obviously as bad as the Shad lag, but it's linger. It's, it's a wave of lag. Have you been to the, uh, what is it, the Boneyard? The Bone? No, I hadn't got to the Bone Waste yet. Oh God! Um, what I uh, what I have done so far is I have gathered seeds. I have killed my bovine weight in wards. Looking for pelts. Looking for pelts. Mm-hmm. You know what? The uh, the animation looks like they have pelts. They don't look like you know just bones and skeleton. But do they give you pelts? 
No! Anyway, but yeah, got that. Got, actually, I got both those quests done uh, in about an hour. I went into that village and killed a bunch of bugs. Here, kill this moth. Thanks. Oh, that one. Yeah, I did that too. Those are fun. That, that was fun in that that crazy druid that's walking <laughs> around through there. I was fighting somebody, and they were about to hand me my butt. And then all of a sudden, I hear the, the uh, moonfire sound. You know that you know you can't replicate, and then across, and Chad it comes across and it says, "Oh my bad. Sometimes I'm, it's like sometimes the moon fire gets away from me, or sometimes <laughs> I can't control my moon fire." I ran into some decent alliance out there. Did you? Uh, while I was killing some Arakoa. Yeah, there was one I had to go kill. I had to go get somebody's gear. Uh, one of the electric mummies sent me out to get his stuff back, and I had to kill some dude out, some big Arakoa out there. You can find yourself swathed, as it were, in Arakoa pretty quick out there if you're not careful. And those wind rippers, I can take two of them. Three? That's a stretch. I, I was fighting two and got an ad, and um, along came. Oh, who were they? Yeah, it was Killbot. He was a 64 warrior uh, from, I think it was human, from uh, Eye of the Ninja. Saved my bacon out there. Really? Really, yeah. Just went, in, just went in, started slicing them up, and that was that. Yeah, I bowed. He bid me a hearty hello, and then went about his business. Well... I managed to get another set of ads, and the guy that was with him was, um, his name was Sux, S-U-X, of the Batos Locos Guild, and he was a 63 Madge, and he was a, um, looked like he was Frost Madge, and really just swooped in, saved my, saved my pork chops again. I mean, I felt really kind of... I don't know what happened to me. Sometimes the ads just got away from me. You know, I backed up and didn't look. You know, something stupid like that. But really, were you know they were very cool. We didn't. I didn't create another character to say thanks or anything like that. But you know, I did the wave and the bow and the salute and all that, which really is all that needs to be done. Yeah, that's about all you can do. <laughs> it's like, hey, I can't talk to you, but hey, thanks much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they. They were kind of a good time out there, and you know, it made me it made me happy too to see that a Madge can get to that level. Of course, it was a, it was an alliance Madge, so you know they probably only had to do four or five quests, and boom, they're there. But it is possible. Tis pretty happy about that. Now, this brings me to something else, and it's it came from an email that I got, which you know you'll you'll hear the email later on uh, in the show. But somebody asked me. If I regretted rolling a warrior, and I got to thinking about that, and I thought, well, you know, you do bitch and moan about being a warrior quite a bit, um, and how dreadful it is. And the answer to the question really is, um, no, nah, I don't regret it, but kind of wish I had been smarter about it when I started. Could have saved myself a lot of uh, time and energy. But I started it when I was way back when, when I really. Wasn't sure. Okay, yo, yeah, oh, you can group heat. You know, oh, you can Golly. group. Hey, you know, I can repair my armor. Who knew? Yeah, who the funk? You know, I was. I mean, I really, I was literally that noob. Who? You know, <laughs> I was that noob. Auction house? You can buy stuff there. 
Oh, and um, you know, didn't spend all my time didn't spend all my time doing Dark Moon Fair quests. No, I would have I would have rolled the Madge first. I think you know if I really would have thought about it because the Madge will teach you it'll teach you certain things like how to run and hide with pride. Now, warriors really don't have to do that so much, but sometimes I play a Madge like they're wearing plate. Bad move. <laughs> yeah, not smart. When I'm poking them with the stick, they're just cutting, you know, right through the t-shirt there. It would have taught me to, uh, you know, a little more distance and uh, pay a little more, uh, you know, pay a little more attention to the gear because early in the warrior career, you know, being a warrior is so gear dependent. You, you know, you strip down, you strip down a Tauran warrior and all you got under it's cow. A cow and a thong, might I add. Which is really disturbing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, everybody in the guild, like from the early days, pretty much knows that. And uh, don't for and guys, don't think for a second that I've forgotten how to do it. He will do it. He will because yeah, he would dance too. Yeah. He, when he stripped down the cow, but <laughs> yep. he would dance. Mm-hmm. Burn the image from my mind, please. <laughs> and it would usually start out the same. Boy, sure is hot in here. And you could clear a realm. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if I, if I wanted to get rid of lag, get the cow naked. Anyway. I'll pay you. Put some clothes on my cow. Well, I think we covered that in one show. Somebody we said did. that. Yeah. I mean, they said, I'll give you 70 copper if you'll put some pants on. <laughs> so, do I regret the warrior? No. Would I do another warrior? Mm. If I did, it would just be to see how it went now that I know what I'm doing. But I think I have uh, I've found my classes. I mean, you've got you know, you've got the warrior for when you want to go and beat something up because there really is something nice about getting control of a mob and it not going anywhere else. I mean, that's that's pretty neat. But then again, there's something about standing you know a mile and a half away and sniping at something with a big old fiery spell, you know, watching it burn as it runs towards you. That's just my kind of damage. And then, when it gets to you, you freeze it in place and run away while it burns inside the ice. I mean, incongruous? Yes. Cool? Most definitely. (laughs) And that was View from the Barn with the cow who better level his bovine butt up to 70 soon. Or else teach you to kill bunnies huh (laughs) actually that was big v as you know and all right we'll thank big v for doing that for us very recently doing a little pre-spring cleaning actually it is spring you'd never know it where i live anyway doing a little spring cleaning i came across a very interesting thing buried on my desk what it was that i found buried was the original game manual that came with my World of Warcraft game. And I'm sure those of you who have gotten, well, hey, if you're playing World of Warcraft, you got the same manual. I am curious if they updated this because this was from quite a while ago, so I'm assuming it's been updated. Some uh, some changes have been made, but it was cute. I'm thumbing through it, looking at some things that have been changed, going, oh, ain't that quaint? Ain't that adorable? Look at that. Oh, remember when it was like that? Oh, and actually their game manual. I mean, it's not like three pages. This is like a small book. It is a small little book 
that came with the game, which is great because it's very helpful. Most games have, you know, two pages and say, well, just gotta wing it. No, Blizzard's thorough. One of the things they are very thorough with is if you look in the back, they tell you a little bit about each race as it stood several years ago. So I started thumbing through them and reading the background. Actually, uh, not all of it, but some of it, if you actually listen, when you roll a new character, that little intro that they give you with the, you know, the little voiceover, rest his soul, because he's dead. But he goes on and tells you kind of a little bit about it, so you can actually hear that in some of this. But a couple of ones I found interesting. In particular, I found one very interesting, and, and that was the trolls. I found uh, the troll because, well, my main is a troll. I have been a troll for a long time. And I actually read this little backstory about the trolls and kind of how they came to be in Azeroth and everything. And I'm kind of wondering a couple of things. And, and I'm going to read to you here the final paragraph. And if you have your book handy, get it out and read along with Auntie Ed. It's read along with Auntie Ed type. But I'm just going to read you the last paragraph because this is Blizzard. And they do go into, by the way, if you find this, you want lore, here you go. Take a look and read through these. But I'm going to read this little paragraph for you. It says, though the Dark Spears originally settled in the Echo Isles, they were betrayed by one of their own, a crazed sorcerer named Zalazane. Forced to flee from their island holdings, the Dark Spears created the fishing village of Senjin on the Dorotar coast. From this crude village, the Dark Spears and their allies strike at Zalazane's holdings on the Echo Isles, determined to win back their jungle home at any cost. Couple of things I'm finding wrong with that paragraph. And I'm not, here's what I'm finding wrong about it. Those of you who have played Roll to Troll, those of you who have played an orc are gonna know this. Those of you who have not may be hearing that, may read that and say, oh, okay, you know, it's a good backstory. There is. Zalazane on Echo Isles. Now, for those of you who don't know, Echo Isles is the grammar school right after the kindergarten. After you leave the den, if you come out of the den and, and hang a right, you're going to end up in the Senjin village. And they have a bunch of quests there and stuff. And one of them is Zalazane. And they send you to the Echo Isles to get his head. He is level 10. He is not even elite. I think he was at one point in his career, but that changed. I think when I first started playing, I have some vague recollection of him being elite. He is no longer. And there are a bunch of other, quote, evil, unquote, trolls, the nasty trolls walking around. You got to kill eight of them, you know, eight of this and eight of that. And you got to kill this guy and get his head. Here's what I don't get. You're sending a bunch of little low-level scrubs out to these aisles to kill this guy. You've gotten his head 10,000 times. What can't you take back? What can't... You're determined to take your home back at any cost. Well, he's been killed a zillion times. you got a collection of his head sitting there. What can't you take back? I, you know what I think? I don't think they want to go back. Here's what I think really happened. This is the real story now. This is what I think actually happened. See, I think uh, the trolls are getting a little sick of that little island, the Echo Isles. I think they get a little sick of that little stretch of islands there. I mean, because let's face it, what do you have out there? You got a, some old ruins. 
You got a bunch of trees. You got raptors and tigers walking around. The occasional clacker. 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 Sorry, I have to. Every time I see them, I think of that. But anyway. So I think they, uh, you know, and then the horde show up, the orcs show up, and they make Dorotar, and they come on, they take the swim across the ocean there, and land on the mainland, and look around and say, hey, it's brown over here. That ain't bad. Oh, look, there's other things here. Hmm. I don't want to go back to the Echo Isles. Well, we have to go back. No, 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 we don't have to go back. You know what? Who who did we leave behind? Oh, you know who we left behind? That that Zalazane jerk. You know what? He took my cupcake. He stole my cupcake. I don't like him. He's a jerk. You know what we're going to say? It's his fault that we're not going back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. It's all his fault we're not going back. We're going to blame it on him. He's the reason we can't go back. But but he's a loser. He's 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 only leveled up. Shh! Don't say anything. He's a he, he's a crazed sorcerer. That's what he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one will ever go over there and find out. They don't want to go back. That's just my opinion, by the way, about that little uh. And because I just find it really funny <laughs> that they put this is what's stopping you. The whole troll civilization can't get back home because of this loser who you send little punks after, and you have his head forming a stinky pile in front of you and you can't get back okay so just i found that to be kind of interesting you know what else is kind of interesting you if you if you do find your little gamers manual i suggest you look in the back and read some of these because they're fun and if you're into the lore on any level it's also fun the other one i found kind of interesting was about the gnomes and here's why because in case you weren't aware of it, we almost didn't have a gnome civilization, and I'm kind of upset that we didn't. But uh, in reading this, yes, you see, um, their their grand leader of the gnomes, they uh, persuade they they decided to open up like pressure valves and release toxic radiation on their city. Is this brilliant or what? This is what their great high tinkerer decided to do. That was, by the way, it was to kill trogs, who are also those of you who have run into a trog. No, they ain't that hard. They make a funny noise. But come on. No, so your brilliant idea, Mr. High Tinkerer Gnome, was to release poison gas to kill them all. Unfortunately, what it also did was nearly 80% of the gnomish race died within days. <laughs> That's what it says. And, of course, those that survived had enough brains to evacuate and join up with the dwarves. But I just think that's funny. That's like, you know, setting your house on fire to get rid of the spider. So, um, I just found that interesting. You should flip through this because you find little neat tidbits like that, uh, all within a couple of paragraphs here. Yeah, that, I don't think that gets mentioned in the opening uh, scenario for the gnomes. I've actually never listened. Those of you who were with us during the square-off know that uh, Annie Ed here did indeed roll the most ugly gnome she could but i wasn't paying attention to the opening pan around story you know the gnomes i didn't listen so i don't think they talk about that little brilliant tactical maneuver uh, that was done by their high leader however i just found those two little tidbits very interesting and i'm sure there's a lot more but i didn't read them but those two stuck out so read your gamers manual if you ha still have it somewhere if you didn't chuck it because uh, it's interesting especially if you have played the game for a while like i have and stumbled upon it and you start flipping through and you discover, like, when first aid was a trade skill. Yep, I remember this. 
Some of you may remember this too. First aid was not a secondary skill, it was a trade skill. So instead of skinning, leatherworking, mining, blacksmith, no, you had to make a choice of whether or not you were going to have first aid or not on a trade skill. And I think uh, very smartly Blizzard got hip to that and went, hmm, maybe we shouldn't put it there. <laughs> you think? So they moved it over to a secondary skill. And if I, if my little fuzzy memory is remembering right i think for a while you could only have two secondary skills you couldn't have all three you could only have the two and then they made it so you could have all three so you see little interesting tidbits like that you know tossed in here which i just think is kind of cool but anyway so that was uh, the first thing i wanted to address in our second half of the show here because well i thought it was neat there is also something else i want to mention and i mention this only because well it's amusing to me and perhaps you'll find it amusing as well out in Nara- no not nagrad blades edge mountains around the ogres those of you who have done this now, for those of you who haven't, I'm talking about, yes, Outlands. And I'm talking about it because, well, it's still really fresh. In my battle to get the Pally to 70, doing all these god awful quests again. And I remember this, and I find it just weird. And you have to sit there and wonder who writes these quests sometimes. You're running along amongst the ogres. There's two sets of ogres at war with each other, apparently. And they always send you out, kill X number of these, X number of five, 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 five. I'll kill this many warriors, this many shaman. Okay, fine. I'll go find the magic feather and bring it back. As you're running along this canyon, you come upon a troll who's been buried up to his neck in the soil, in the dirt. And he has an exclamation point over his head. So, hey, you're thinking, probably what I was thinking maybe is, oh, well, gee, I guess I should pull you out, huh? Get you a shovel or something? No. You know what he wants? No, he doesn't want a shovel. He doesn't want a sun hat. He doesn't even want a glass of iced tea. You know what he wants? He wants you to go find his hookah that these ogres stole from him and bring him back, I think, 10 barrels of beer. Okay, the beer I can understand. He never wants you to let him out, by the way. And this guy, because this is a chain quest. And then he wants you, after you bring him all this, then he wants you to go get five, you know, specific ogres, five of that side ogres drunk. And then he wants you to go kill their leaders. And I forgot if there's, I'm at that point right now with the pally, and I'm trying to remember if there's anything else after that. But he doesn't want to shovel. No, he doesn't want a sun hat. He doesn't want a kazoo to amuse himself. He doesn't want a TV. No. He wants you to do this long list of things. And at no point does he say, can you help me out? Which I just think is really funny because every time I run over him, there's his little head sticking up out of the crowd. But to tie into kind of a funny um, story story here, coming across this guy with the first quest, which is uh, to find this gentleman's, this, this troll's hookah, and get 10 barrels of beer. So I type this in in guild chat at the time. I type it in. You know, Jesus, this guy's buried up to his neck and all he wants is some beer and a hookah. And someone in my guild, I will not say who, if they're listening, I will not say who, but they type in, what? They actually put that in? And I'm a little confused and I went, yeah, but what in? They actually want you? That's a quest item? What, the beer and the hookah? Yeah, the quest items. Oh my god, I can't believe Blizzard would put that in there. And it kind of dawns on me the reaction is a little too strong. So I ask carefully, I say, what can't you believe? I'm confused. What What are you having a hard time with? 
Well, that they would want you to get a hooker. I said, it's hookah, not hooker. Yes, yes. He thought I was misspelling hooker. No, hookah. Which, for those of you who don't know, by the way, is an old-time smoking thing. Kind of like a, a peace pipe kind of gizmo thing. It's used... It's in Star Wars, okay? Those, anyone interested in Star Wars? Jabba the Hutt was smoking out of one of these. So, it's a smoking implement. Old, old thing. They don't use them anymore. So, I gotta understand why this person would not have known what that was. Because it's not really uh, mentioned anymore. But it was just kind of funny. Getting very out of like, wow, I can't believe Blizzard did that because he thought that the quest required you to get a hooker. (laughs) And I found that really funny. I probably shouldn't, but I did. I chuckled. So, um, yeah, when you run across that, they want a hookah, not a hooker. On that little happy note, I just thought I wanted to share that with you because, well, like I said, I thought it was amusing. Anyway, so those are just some, uh, some observations I have made of late in my travels through Azeroth or Outlands. And now I've run out of things to say, so it's as good a time as any to go into our second music break. Why not? Here we go.
morning. I'm saving all my brightest lights for you. And that was Braxton Parker and City Lights. You can find him at GarageBand. As you are finding, that is rapidly becoming my favorite site to get music from because there are so many great artists on there that you will never have heard of had it not been for GarageBand. So I'm really happy to bring them to you. That is www.garageband.com. And now we come to our last part of the show, which is always exciting, because we always have lots and fun things to talk about. And, of course, emails, which are cool. First thing we're going to talk about right up front, right at the top of this segment. First thing we're doing is a... Yep, got to do a call out. And it's not that this is something that everyone has experienced at some point playing this game. But I still have to do it because, well, it kind of bugged me. I went over to the Draenor server to say hi to our friends over at Blossom and Blood. The Blossom and Blood Guild. Hello. Swung by. Said hi. Rolled up, obviously, a new character. A little level 6 paladin. And while I was there going, hi, a level 70 priest shows up. Out in the very, you know, the starting area, the, the grammar school area of the Blood Elves. And starts wreaking havoc. So... Off, now, now, Blossom and Blood have, you know, level 70 hunters, so they take off. And here I go running after them, because of course I am. I'm going to go running after them, too. And we come upon the priest who's just killing NPCs and doing what Alliance will do. So we find this priest who's wreaking havoc on everything. Typical Alliance behavior. The hunters take off after him and, and start, you know, wailing on him. And here I come in my little level 6 pally self and go, whack, whack. And of course, I'm doing nothing. I'm doing absolutely no damage. Everything is resisted or, you know, maybe I'll get one point. And this priest turns around in an all holy fury calls down upon the mountains on my wee pally head. Granted, I will give you Okay, you're in PvP. That's what happens when you decide to go into battle. But what I couldn't... And, and, but the thing that killed me, it's like, all right, I understand that. But he corpse camped a level 6. He cor- Yes, he did. He corpse camped a level 6 paladin. Now, to me, that's just... There's something really unwholesome about that. And there's something where you have an ego problem if you need... No, did he, like, look for anyone his size? Hell no. No, he corpse camped a level 6. So, my call-out is to Gardetto of the Haas Guild on the Draenor server. I mean, honestly, think about this. If you had a level 6 coming up to you, if you're a PvP even, had a little, little level 6 pally or anything, level 6 anything come up to you and start wailing on you, I know what I would do if I was on my main. I'd turn and look at them and probably like, okay, what are they going to do, bite your shin? I mean, seriously, come on now. And if you want it, yes, you pretty much have to just go click and they're off of you because they have no armor. 
They have nothing at that point. But to unleash, I mean, such might and spell. Ooh, I, it just like. I, but I think what really got me was the corpse camping part. It wasn't so much that it was like, okay, enough of this. That I can understand. But the corpse camping, that really rubbed me the wrong way. So I think he was a typical wine jerk. You will be happy to know, though, that the, the Blossom and Blood Guild did bring swift justice to this alliance. Swift and brutal justice was found, and he went away. So kudos to you guys. And it was great to, well, finally meet you, as it were. That's just my little, my little call-out. And now, without further ado... I think it's time, yes, I think it's time for... Ezog! Give us the blog, man. Don't make us come and get it. We have the blog from Zog. Who writes? Greetings, all listeners. Thank you, as usual... Auntie Ed and Big V, here's to hoping you are all well. This month's Zog blog will be a little different. It seems that it has come a time in which my heart is no longer in the game. I no longer thrive and feel excited when the page opens up on my 19-inch screen. So now I will regrettably be not quitting. Truth of the matter is, I think it's important that I take a step back for a little while and remember that there's an entire world around me. Heck, even Blizzard, of all people, recommends that we take a breather sometimes and make some pleasant memories with that thing called fresh air. I'm sure it's just a phase, and by the next blog, I will yet again be smashing away at the keyboard in frustration because I can't get a certain quest done. Now then, I'd like to start off with a little chuckle about the April Fool's joke that Blizzard played. The board class, eh? You should have seen the people at school go nuts over that one. Guys were literally jumping up and down, giddy with excitement. I felt incredible satisfaction in seeing their disappointment, knowing, of course, that they play Alliance. Moving right on, I'd like to make a dive into the deep history of Warcraft. Not the lore, the history. Now you say, you mean Frozen Throne? I say no. So you try again and say, oh, you must just mean Warcraft 3. And again, I say no. Now you may be wondering a little, so you mean Warcraft 2. But once more, I say no. That's right, folks. Let's start at the beginning. Warcraft 1. Now some of you may not have even known this thing existed. Or perhaps you thought it was just a myth made up to scare small children. But no, it's real. In fact, it's what started it all. Not to sound old. Back in those days, orcs were orcs and humans were humans. You had no real idea that there was any sort of plot. You were given an objective and you did it. I remember being four years old or so when this came out and thinking it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. My life started when I found that game. Then something better came. Upon reaching 1996, the world was blessed with Warcraft 2, which really introduced naval warfare to Azeroth. As far as plot, there was still really nothing. But hey, at least those 24-bit pixels were pretty cool looking. It won Game of the Year, too. Shortly thereafter, Warcraft 2 Beyond the Dark Portal was made. Fascinating, isn't it? Plot began coming to you in waves then. To be fair, it had a vague idea of what was going on in the previous games. But there was no burning legions and almighty force led by yada yada yada. 
or the night owls had stayed silent for blah blah blah, with the exception of trolls who sounded like chain smokers, not Jamaicans at the time. So when I heard of how Blizzard had plans to insert walrus people into WoW, for the most part I was just disappointed. I mean in comparison to going on for two games with no real plot, inserting walrus people when there's no record of them is not a huge deal. Disappointing that, it seems to be the best they can come up with, but not major really. History aside, I thought it'd be nice to remember these games, since all in all, they are the foundation of the epicness of the Warcraft franchise today. On a completely random note, I spent a good 10 minutes in stitches as you guys discussed what ass you preferred looking at. Lest you forget, I was the one who originally brought that up a couple of episodes ago, and I was just giddy with joy to see you two discussing that. So, just quickly, I'm going to give a shout-out to Havarti for taking my advice and spawning that hilarious conversation. I'm hardly going to touch on this note, but what was Blizzard on when they came up with the mount quest for Warlocks? I have been going at this thing for close to a month, and now I have to brave two instances on top for a horse that someone burnt with a flamethrower? Okay, they look really cool. But I have to question the value of getting these things, when the rest of the classes just have to walk up to a trainer and buy it along with the riding skill. Someone please explain to me the value in having to suffer all these quests for this mount. In fact, this chain is what made me want to take a break in the first place. What makes this mount so special that I have to go through this and two dungeons for it? Because honestly, I'm running out of yupperware. And finally, I'd like to thank Precaution, or Stud Muffin, as he is more commonly called in the real world these days. Even though you've threatened to squish me again and again with the Fell Reaver, I know it's just your way of saying you want me back. Hope you're having fun in eternal darkness. So, that concludes things for this month, and hopefully by the time next month, I'll be raring to go with Zog once again. If you have any complaints you'd like to address, or you just want to send in an email, you can write in to Zog at N underscore Prouten, that is P-R-O-U-T-E-N, at Hotmail.com. As always, a huge thank you to FTH Radio and all the listeners. Strength and honor for the Horde. Zog of XP. We will put Zog's email up on the website for those of you who wish to send Zog your own blog. And we thank Zog for doing his blog for us. Yes, nice little uh, recap of the Warcraft history. Thank you for that. I never did play one or two. Never really had much of an interest until three showed around. And then I went, ooh, and was hooked. Um, I've got to say, though, Zog, um, not to sound old, but you remember being four when this came out? I'm sorry, four? Pardon me. <coughs> anyway, four. Regarding your uh, mount quest, I can sympathize a little. The paladin has to do kind of a similar thing. And you will, and all the rest of you warlocks and paladins, will stand there with the rest of us, and when people say, oh, you get a free mount, free my butt, it costs every bit as much as what has to be put out, plus, as I was saying, you got to do these quests you have a chain of quests, which, yes, end in an instance. And, yes, the warlocks end in two. We know this because we have done this for two members of our guild. Why is it worth it? I'm not sure, other than, well, it's kind of a cool thing. One, I, I, I've said it before, the warlock mount, I think, it is the coolest mount in the whole freaking game. The paladin, way less. But 
<laughs> the Warlock Mound? Way cool. Yes. Do you have to do it? No, of course you don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything. You could run around. It is a frustrating one, uh, especially because, like, no one wants to do it with you. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if anyone wants to. It's a hard one to get folks around because it does need to be a five-man. You do have to go first through Skolo, God, to get to the Alchemy Lab, and then you have to go through Dire Mall, which is also a pain in the butt. Is it worth it? That's a, that's, that's your call. I think once you have it, you will be very satisfied. You will be extremely satisfied and say, you know what, I'm glad I did. I kind of thought the whole Warlock thing, not to like blow it for anybody, like the great suspense, but having done it, and both times, um, no lie, when you do get a group to go with you for Dire Mall, it's a tough fight. <laughs> um, but anyway, when you finally get to that point, because you will, you will get to that point, and all you other Warlocks out there having a really hard time with this, you will get there. I think you'll be satisfied, but what I don't get is, after you do this summoning thing that you have to do, which which damn near wipes your group, after you do that, the horse shows up, and you, what I don't get though, is that you gotta beat it down in order to get it to be your mount. I don't understand that part of the, the quest. You have to kill it in order for it to befriend you, huh? But anyway, I think personally it's a really awesome looking thing, and would I suffer through it? Yes. But good luck to you on that, and let us know uh, after you take your breather, which yes, I agree, everyone needs them now and then. Hopefully you'll come back charged and ready to go. So thank you, Zog, again for your blog. And now we are getting into, it has arrived. At last, the time has arrived for the reading of the email. Yep, reading of the emails. We have them. We have lots of them. So without further ado, let's get to reading them. So, got an email from uh, Kulex of the Blossom and Blood Guild. Kulex writes, Dear Big V, this message, unlike my last, is a rather sad and somber one. You see, since my ascent into the Outlands, my hostile encounters with the Alliance have all but stopped entirely. It seems like repeated beatings from that fell ninja we all love so much and a noticeable upgrade in difficulty have changed their tune. So, as much as I hate to say it, I've had a few positive encounters with Alliance in recent excursions. In the soggy and squishy land of Zangermarsh, <laughs> I was doing some quest for the Cenarian Hold. You know, I know why they, the Cenarian Hold people want you to quest for them. Nobody wants to hike around out in the swamp. I don't remember exactly what it is they were demanding of me, just that I had to smite so many of some angry fungus beast and so many of another equally irritable fungus beast, and then discipline their pissed-off fungus beast lord, and so on. Anyway, I was unfamiliar with that particular dank and dark cave, which made it all more new and exciting. I dismounted my Mighty Black Hawk Strider. Mighty Black Hawk Strider. Yes, Mighty Black Hawk Strider. Okay. And summoned my <laughs> lovely Warp Stalker, Cow Pie. Now that's cool. Warp, star, warp Stalkers so rock. Yeah. <laughs> and set into the cave to have a talk with some of these angry fungus creatures, leaving the Mighty Black Hawk Strider tied up outside. <laughs> that was me. Unfortunately for me, my first overconfident steps into the cave were quickly dragged back down to earth level as a lag spike caused me to stride off a very tall ledge. I fell for a very 
long time. And in land in the middle of four or five of those creatures I'd been sent after. <laughs> I call out for my warm stalker, but he he was too far away to hear it and promptly unsummoned. I can only imagine the look of horror that passed over my adorable blood elf face as the fungus beasties set in on me. The only option I had was to feign death, where I would sit until someone stumbled upon my corpse and decided to take pity on the silly huntress. To my surprise, the person that stumbled upon my feigned corpse was none other than a dwarven priestess named Nataraja of the Exiles of Anonymity Guild. She dealt with the beast and then mourned my death. When I let Fane drop, she comforted me and gave me a hug, and then pointed to the fungus beast lord I had happened to need for the godforsaken quest I had set out to finish. I was puzzled with this dwarf's action, so, with just as much confusion, I fired off my first blow at this fungus lord, and the priestess quickly helped me off the lord, and covered my injured backside as I ran in to collect the loot. She then beckoned for me to follow her, which I did, all the while suspicious of her motives. And rightfully so, she was a dwarf! To my complete surprise, she wound up leading me to the exit of the cave. The whole way we traded off with killing fungus beasties and upon reaching the exit we bid each other a fond farewell and set off in our separate directions. I have to say having dealt with a great many untrustworthy dwarves, specifically paladins, Nataraja is perhaps the only one I'd go out of my way to help out in the future. I suppose you could call that my first shout out on For the Horde Radio. Sincerely yours, Blood Elf Huntress Kulex of the Blossom and Blood Guild. Nice. That's that's good stuff. You know. Yes, it is. Yeah, didn't you and I run through that cave too? Yes. Didn't we get like really really lost? Yes. No, I remember I remember running around through there going, "Ah, oh, dear God, they've spawned again." <laughs> <laughs> kept running past the same lunchbox that you had to retrieve that one time. It's like, nope, there's a lunchbox again. Nope, We've yep, been here. <laughs> yep, lunchbox still there. Yep, been there and done that. So, um, yeah. I remember that. So, anyway, good stuff. Okay, so, while we're on uh, Blossom and Blood, uh, Zerilus from that guild wrote in to me and uh, said, Dear Big V, salutations to you. Well, salutations back. Uh, I recently wrote in to FTH Radio in response to Annie Ed mentioning that she hates gold beggars almost as much as I do. My addressing it to her only was an oversight, not an attempt to exclude one of the most awesome Tauren ever. And I'm not just saying that to avoid having my limbs tied into funny shapes. You make me spew whatever I'm drinking on a regular basis. I just thought to put her name on it since it was following up on an issue that she raised. I even got a move of contempt. Heart crushing. Well, I was going to say, that move of contempt was yeah. not for you. No, no, the uh, no, the move of contempt was not for you. It was for, it was for uh, me. Our, it was for our esteemed Annie Ed. Yes. Yeah, was... She was uh, lording it over me that... Uh, <laughs> You know that she got an email. She got email, and uh, I didn't. So the move of contempt was for her, not for you, Zerilus. You know, you rock. So please continue. Yes, ah, uh, yes. With Moving your around. yes, with the email of mine. Yes. Yes. But I think actions speak louder than words, so I'll tell you what I'll do. You tell me how many bunnies you want me to kill to make it right, and I, my claws, and Don Santos' famous hunting rifle will send them straight to the lowest level of bunny hell. When I'm done, I will send you the proof, as with any good quest. If that sounds like a plan to you, I'll get started as soon as you give me the green light. I would would far rather see the bunny population of Azeroth decrease than my reputation with Big V. For the Horde, Zerilus, Blossom and Blood. Draenor. No! The green light no! is getting... La, 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 
Zeroless. No. Any bunnies will do no. it, partner. No. <laughs> and you know what? Your you. rep with Big V will go way up. So, yeah. Wanna go kill buddies and make me cry? That's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> See, he don't care. No, um, yeah. <laughs> I, no. Um, uh, and they can even be hares. They don't have to be the actual bunny. They can be a hare. Oh, that's uh, that's sufficient as well. Yeah, I those, I like warp tinger things. They're they're kind of bunny shaped. Dude, those things are evil bunnies, though. <laughs> those are those torment you in your drunkenness. Mm, no, <laughs> no, we we actually leave offerings to them. You know, no, we don't kill the Wolpertinger. I was afraid of what would happen if I destroyed my Wolpertinger tankard. So it's sitting there taking up space in my uh, bank bag. I'll wait for the next bug-infested brew fest to come by and just trot him out again. Zerilis also sent uh, FTH a, a note. Thank you for the great honor you have done us by naming Blossom and Blood as your first patron guild. It is true that a lot of our members have listened to every one of your episodes, but it is you who are to be saluted. After all, if it weren't for producing the most entertaining World of Warcraft podcast, we wouldn't be listening. Today, would we? Eagerly looking forward to your next episode as well as the next Alliance Square Off. Until then, I'll make sure to arcane shot a gnome for each of you. Just wanted to add a tiny note uh, that the snake traps are no longer forced non-flagged players into PvP. Woot, we are all happy about that. Uh, one of the Alliance's dirtiest tricks is now down the tubes. Now, if I can just do something about those night elves breeding... <laughs> For the horde. So thank you, Zerilis, for sending that into us. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get my head out the door now. So hey, thanks. And uh, yeah, if you want to use another shot on a gnome, by all means, it doesn't have to be arcane. It could be, you know, something else. Not fussy about what you use on a gnome. No, neither am I. But yeah, I kind of like the idea of arcane, though. It, it is a good shot. I'll give you that. Yeah, and it would. It probably gives them a very strange feeling, which I'm I'm good with. Ah, but thank you very much for sending in your emails. We got another email from Muzzy, who writes, uh, Dear Annie Ed, When I was young and foolish, I bought WoW and rolled a Night Elf Hunter. I leveled him to 60 and noticed that the Alliance were immature and really boring. So I thought, maybe I should try the Horde. And so I did. And I happily rolled a Torrin Druid on the same server. And right. it's great. Cool. I rolled a boom again, and the horde is so much fun. People are nice and mature, and that's all I needed. And that is from Muzzy, who is now a level 70 Torin druid. Which is impressive. I've played a druid before, and it's not an easy row to hoe. No. I mean, no. I mean, first of all, I couldn't figure out, okay, do I want to be a bear? Do I want to be a... Walrus. Uh, Isn't that the one you could be a walrus? Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's you're, the one. Do I want to be this evil-looking, swimming walrus-looking thing? <laughs> see, I want to see those things flounce up out of the water. That's what I want to see. But I um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do the druid. So the fact that anybody can make it to seventy on with a druid, just hey, hats off to them because I just couldn't do it. There were too many decisions about what I needed to look like. It's important. Yes. I mean, you imagine if a blood elf was a druid? God, they'd never leave the house. Now, Muzzy uh, sends an email to me as well, and uh, I, I I think I may have offended here. Uh oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think I think the cow may have put his hoof in his mouth here, Uh-oh. because in reading this, it sounds like I'll just give you sort of a little aside. The um, the letter I got when I first read it, it felt like it kind of had the tone for me, like when you know my favorite hockey magazine starts talking about how we don't need to have hockey in the South; it should all be north of the border. And I think I'm just going to write a letter to them about that. Kind of had the same tone. Ah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, here it is. Dear Big V, do you regret rolling a warrior? The end game my boomkin is in doesn't really like them or want them. They much prefer pallies. Whenever people tell me boomkins are stupid, I just challenge them to a duel and humiliate them by spamming moonfire and winning. Well, good luck with your end game. Peace. Muzzy. 70 tar and boomkin. So... Uh, first of all, uh, Muzzy, if I've offended with my previous comments on uh, Moonkins and etc., please accept my sincere bovine apology. They're awesome, but they look different. At any rate, yeah, do I regret being a warrior? Uh, no, not really. It's interesting. It's fun. I like being able to stand up at the front of the group uh, with the heavy metal and swinging the big axe. But I wish that really I would have rolled a, a Madge first and gotten all that caster destruction out of there, uh, out of my system, so to speak. But no, regret rolling a warrior? No. Enjoying it uh, intermittently. There we go. Thanks. Thanks for writing in. All right, we got another one in from our buddy Troll Sky. And he writes, hey, tis your neighborhood friendly troll sky. I know it says to Annie Ed, but I guess this could be for Big V too. Dark Ogoth. And I laughed about him not being able to pronounce his name. Yeah, still can't get my mouth around it. But anyway, we continue. So there I was in the Barrens raising my fishing. Why the Barrens? Deviant fish. Why fishing? Preparing for the 2.4 fishing dailies, of course. So I'm sitting there fishing when I see the yellow. The crossroads is under attack. Me, being the nice level 70, I go to get some small honor kills and help the wee little alts and NPC folk. So I come across a flagged human warlock who rides around. Now, seeing that she's a low level, running away, I give her a chance to run away, and she does. I chase her around making sure she does leave. Long story short, she didn't. We fought. Her 79 elf rogue friend saps me, and I'm being corpse camped. Hurrah! God. <laughs> now, I don't mind at all, to be honest. It wasn't like I had anything important to do, so I kept going back, but this rogue kept sapping me and doing his little stun beat combos. After a while, my main focus was this rogue. So after my seventh death, I rolled a human warrior. Ew. I whispered this guy and asked him for a fight. Just him and I, full health. I wouldn't use a pet. He accepted rather enthusiastically. So I jumped on and hurried to res. Drink slash eat and get ready. The fight was fun, and he kept his warlock friend off me. Sadly, he won. Yeah, I suck. Well, you know, you, you went after him, though, so that's cool. So I jumped back on and thanked him for giving me the chance to fight him. I gave him kudos for beating me down and explained that I had never really been an avid PvP player, but since I recently started Arena, I've been practicing. He told me he had fun and that he hoped to see me around again, and when we do, he would definitely have to fight each other again. So even though this guy gets kicks out of beating people 50 levels below him, I still somehow have to give him a shout-out. Please feel free to kill me if you disagree. Um, no. No, no, no. No knocks on the door. So, 
I'm giving more kudos to Black Snipero on the Blade Fist server. No gill. He seemed like a cool person, unlike some alliance I'm positive exist. He could have easily told me off, but he accepted and afterward was a good sport about the whole thing. He left the crossroads alone after that also, so I guess I gave him a little challenge to fuel the boredom of being 70. He's alliance. What are you going to do? Anyway, I might send more. I'll try not to send too much, as I know you want to keep the show short, but I think I speak for all the listeners when I say, a long show isn't all that bad. Gives me something to do while I fish. I've gotten over sending stuff in for you multiple weeks in a row since you run every three weeks now. Patience for the win. Anyway, best wishes for the show, and of course, I have to close my message with a hearty yell for the horde. Very nice. I like that you took that approach with him, Troll Sky. That was very cool. Yeah, you know, we keep, show- we keep showing them the high road, and maybe they'll get it. They're not going to get it. They're not going to get it, but we no. thank you anyway for giving it a good try. Yeah, rock on for you, Troll Sky. You took the high road. You took the honorable route. Good for you. Next time, put the hunter's mark on him and, and shoot him. Because a shot with the pet. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know... <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, then challenge him to a duel after you corpse camp. <laughs> Take that approach. <laughs> Thank you for sending that in. Our buddy Steve Caesar from the Directionally Challenged Guild on the Midoran server writes into us and he says, Annie Ed, I got a doozy for you. Ooh, I like that. I'm in Outlands doing the quest Birds of a Feather. I was just about done, right when I was getting the bird to finish the quest, a 70 night elf hunter runs past and plants a snake trap at my feet. Now I've been trying to finish this quest for a while. Her snake trap killed me, naturally, so I thought I'd be smart and ask on general for help. A 70 orc rogue, ghost watcher, joined me and for a while we were okay, but then it all changed. Just an aside here, wasn't ghost watcher the guy that helped me when I was out in hellfire? Ghost horde. Oh, okay, alright, okay, alright. Sorry. He continues on. Uh, she once again ran past, and this time he sapped her, but then a level 70 human rogue, a 70 gnome rogue, and a 70 druid, not sure on the race since it was in, since it was the purple cat form, attacked us. Needless to say, we died horribly. I was about to give up, but I needed this quest done, saving up for my 60 mount. Well, we got a 62 Tauran warrior to join, so at least I could have a chance at finishing the quest. I got it done, but then died. To make this a shorter story, they kept killing us and camped on our corpses, taking turns spitting on us, dancing on our bodies, and making rude gestures. This lasted for a good two hours straight. Well, I thought I was being smart, resin at the graveyard at Falcon Watch, but I was wrong. They raided Falcon Watch and killed the NPCs, the quest givers, and us again. I'm lying dead, waiting for them to leave as I type this now. And as not to make it worse, I got to repair in the minutes before their raid on Falcon Watch. Oh, man. Before I repaired, all my gear was red and broken. To fix it took all my gold. Now I need to start saving up all over again. I save their names in case anyone sees them and wants to exact a very bloody revenge for me. Please feel free to spit on them and kick the gnome. So there was uh, Neria, a 70 Night Elf Hunter of the Monotony Guild. Lasher Vicano, a 70 Druid. Uh, Jinra, a 70 Human Rogue from the Monotony Guild. And Smalls, a 70 Gnome Rogue from Raider's Coven Guild. I just looked and Neria is sitting next to me so I may be here a while. Laugh out loud. See you later, Annie Ed. Have a great day. For the Horde for Life, Steve Caesar. Well, the good news is that the snake trick, this was obviously before the past. But the snake trap is no longer in effect, but it kind of sucks that you got that at the last licks of it before they changed it. Yeah, that bot. Sorry. 
but we will keep an eye out for that because that so is wrong. Oh, yeah, that's just bad. Bad, oh, very bad. bad. Uh, uh, but yeah. thank you for sending it in your... <laughs> thank you for sending that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. We, we appreciate your woes that you're sending in. Well, I'm sorry you had such a hard time with that, though. But at least you got the quest done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, next time, this is just me, but I have... You can run to another spirit healer, can't you? Or is it yeah, you just can. yeah? No, I mean, it would can. it would you'd wind up on the other side of wherever. But if they were starting to camp there, then I'll just take off to the other one. That's a really good idea, actually. I don't know. God, two hours. My hat's off to you for for waiting two hours. God. And that they're still waiting there while you were typing that. My God. Yeah. <laughs> we have an email which says, "Arg, I still have potato people in my head." Thanks a lot for that. That is from Kenny of the Directionally Challenged Guild, a.k.a. our insane bot priest. Hey, you're welcome. Every time I start typing in the lyrics, she, she falls on the ground screaming in agony. It's, it's you know, perhaps not the wisest thing to do to your priest, but boy, I think it's funny. Anyway, thank you, Kenny, for sending that in. <laughs> Got an email from Bone Grinder. Uh, he says, Hey, Annie, Ed, and Big V, by the time you get this email, I will have reached, drumroll, level 70, the grand ding. I'm so happy that I made it after months of grueling quests and mob grinding and escorting. I finally made it. My first plans are, as a new level 70 orc hunter is to go wild in PvP nonstop, which you guys have seen me do. I so far have four of the five PvP epic gear from my gladiator set. After getting that, I hope to do Arena to get my Season 2 gear. But, last but not least, I have news of a raid on Orgrimmar. Or shall we say, Orgrimmar. I knew it was coming. (laughs) Come on. I just never get tired of that. Anyway. Okay, so once again, of a new raid on Orgrimmar. A horde group had decided to raid Ironforge during the day, and soon after, about 30 minutes, the Alliance were raiding Org. It was an epic battle, but the horde was pushing the Alliance out fast, and soon their raid wiped. I then gathered a bunch of horde to raid Stormwind, and even though it failed miserably due to the low number of 70s, it was fun. Altogether, this entire skirmish lasted about two hours, and it was a day to remember for the horde, and a lesson that will never be learned for the Alliance. I give a shout-out to the Directionally Challenged Guild, and I hope you guys are doing okay. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great day. Keep up the good work, and I will see you guys soon. Peace, Bone Grinder. Well, congrats on seven. Yeah, hey, that's a big... That's that's huge stuff. Pretty soon we're going to have Orcs Gone Wild in <laughs> PvP. There we go. All right. Thank you, Bone. We have an email from Aunt Kay on the AFK and Thunderbluff Guild who writes, Annie Adam Biggest V. Biggest V. Yeah, the biggest V. The oh, I'm sorry, Miss the. My yeah. bad. Oh, let me. The again. biggest V. Oh, I'm sorry, Andy Ed and the biggest V. So there I was, grinding levels on my new baby troll priest, Pacomius, level 19 at the time, and soon to be described event, soloing the dreaded free from the hold escort quest out of Northwatch Hold. As I'm sure you two know, this little quest ain't no kill ten rats picnic. In fact, it may be the longest, most painfully cruel escort quest in the game, adjusting for level and all. To review, once you free our little NPC from his cold tower cell, we're called upon to slow march his dork butt through most of North Watch Hold and all the way up the beach to Ratchet. Of course, all while this skinny little jackass keeps going out of his way to pick 
pick fights with every mob on the map. Great thinking, dude. Ugh. <laughs> As you might imagine, I found doing this quest with my baby Squishy slightly more challenging than it would have been on my main, Troll Hunter, for the win. Anyway, I'm nearing Ratchet. I'll wager I've got 15 minutes of escort stress into the quest at this point. And I'm only just starting to relax a bit, having made it through all the pirate goof asses on the beach. <laughs> I'm thinking ahead, getting ready to pop level 20 with the quest turn in, etc. When what should suddenly appear before me in the sandy brown grass but an alliance skull named Slasher. Oh joy. My first thought was, I'm going to die. Because PvP happens on a PvP server. And to be honest, I don't mind the occasional gank. Kind of gives the game a bit of random quality to it, and that's sort of rare in RPG bits. Anywho, I digress. So Mr. Slasher and I stare at each other for a sec. By the way, figure all you PvPers know exactly what's coming next. And then he slowly turns to the NPC, whom I've spent the past quarter hour keeping alive, and ganks him cold-blooded. Now, I'm sure this is the sort of thing that passes for ganking on a PvE server, which, to be honest, seems far crueler than an outright gank to this PvPer. Just what sort of freaking sadist a-hole gets their kicks pulling this sort of evil crap? There's someone on the other end of that tune, and you just... Them. Ugh, almost got sick right then. All I could do was rude and shrug and head back to Ratchet for a nighty night. Anyway, gotta figure that anyone lame enough to add an S in the front of their handle slasher has uh, issues. But now he's got more. My main, who's living at the crossroads awaiting another sighting. And as you know, there's nothing a troll loves more than a big old plate of vengeance serve cold. And if I find him, after Pacomius gets that mind control spell, oh baby, let the playtime begin. <laughs> so if you roll on Emerald Dream US, keep your eyes out for Menza's own slasher. And feel free to do a little guilt-free griefing. This turd had it coming. And that is from Ante, Funk Troll Brother number one. Check it out now. Oh, that's so bites. That's how oh, I would do that. This is why I don't play on PvP, because I would go ballistic. I would lose my mind. Oh, yeah, it's dreadful. But here's the thing. My brain just doesn't work like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, w- I mean, I would think more along the lines, okay, kill, you know, kill the horde guy. No, that's infinitely more devious. Yeah, it is. Kill that's the really qu- kill the escort. Kill the that's escort. That's cool. Oh man. So I mean, so, look out for this guy, people. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I kind of got to hand it to him there. That's that's my kind of evil. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it sucks that it happened to you, man. Sorry. We wish him nothing but pain. Yes. This comes to us from Coralina, who says, Hello, Annie Ed. Ladies and gentlemen, may I remind you of the creepy, shimmering bubble that randomly sits on the landscape in the Hills Brad Foothills? Always wondered about that myself. Yeah. Well, what is uh, what is under there is the arcane capital of Dalaran. I've heard rumors of this city being opened up to the denizens of Azeroth, but the validity of this is uncertain. If the walrus people, understandably, don't get you hyped for the wrath of Orlando Bloom, 
I mean the Lich King, then how does the possibility of walking around in the mythical, long out of the way city of Dalaran tickle your fancy? Well, I'd like to announce though that I'm coming back to the Horde, and that isn't a decision made extremely likely. I've got a pally up to level 42 with a mount and everything, so that's about the only th- only tie holding me back. Bunch of huggles and loves for Ed and Big V, Coralina. And yeah, so Coralina, our resident lore keeper. Yes. But that's pretty cool if they're going to open up Dalaran. That would be pretty nifty. Because I always kind of wondered what was going on under there. Yeah, you fly over it, and there's this giant pink bubble, and you throw rocks at it, and they just bounce off and everything. Yeah. So I think that'd be really cool. So hopefully it's a, a valid rumor, But and thank you for sending it in. And thank you also for making my V very, very big on your email. That was cool. It is. It's an extremely big V. From our buddies over at the Blossom and Blood Guild, Mogarm rides to us, a Tauran Shaman. I recently got my epic flying for a paladin of mine, and I'm flying at the moment and figured, hey, why not make epic flying increase your flying speed a little when you're on a normal flying mount? This way, you're not hurting so much for an epic flying mount as much, as you, as much, but you'll still want one, of course. This way, you won't take so long flying places, and it means faster gaining the gold, getting your daily quest done faster. Mogarm, Blossom and Blood Guild, Tauran Shaman. Actually, the only thing I see... That that would would have worked. That idea would have worked on the old method before the skill was five thousand gold. Because the skill itself is five thousand gold. The mount is like nothing compared to that. I don't think. I have. Not. I'm not up there yet. I know yeah. the skill is a huge amount, but I don't think that. I mean, I think uh, mounts are considerably cheaper than the skill to ride them. So it's almost like by the time you get to that point, what's an extra? <laughs> What's an extra grand at that point? Yeah, really. No. <laughs> 5,000 gold here, 5,000 gold there. Pretty pretty soon you're talking about real money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. But, I mean, it's a good idea, but I think that's the view on a lot of it. If it was the old way where it used to be the mount costed a freaking fortune and the skill was like, you know, two copper, then that would be awesome. But, of course not. No, Blizzard has to do it around. So... I don't think it would hurt, actually, because a thousand gold is a lot. Be really cool if they would. Of course, they won't, but we can hope. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sending that in. Next, we have an email from Linyuki, also of the Blossom and Blood Guild on the Draenor server, who writes, Dear Annie Ed, I'd like to start by saying I love the show. I don't normally listen to radio casts, but my boyfriend, player of Shishkababi, got me to listen to the first one, and I've been hooked ever since. Also, Big V, I just wanted to say that it's great to hear about other Tauren players. Everyone I know can't seem to play them. I think Torrens rock. I play a Torrin druid, and I absolutely love my cow. Power to the moo. That's right. Power to the moo. I love that. That's a great phrase. Moo! There you go. Moving along to a more serious note, I had a friend point out some things that prove Blizz favors Alliance over Horde. I'll start with Alteric Basin, or is it Valley? I don't do much PvP, but I've been told that Alliance Captain, who you have to kill, has 20% more life than the Horde Captain. WTF! Shishkababi mentioned that the level cap for lobby zones on PvP servers, but I've also noticed that things are cheaper for the Alliance, too. Begin that I primarily play the game for the creation angle and making gold. And then there is rep. It might just be me, but it seems to be easier to gain rep as Alliance than Horde. I hit Exalted fairly quickly with the Elves while playing my Draenei Pally, but for the life of me, I can't get Exalted with the Orcs while playing my Torrent. If you have any advice on rep with the Orcs, that'd be great. 
I'm not interested enough in a Kodo to spend 600 gold on an exalted mount. I'd rather have the wolf. Anyway, that's all for now. Thank you for your time and the wonderful show. I can't wait for the next episode to come out. That's Linyuki on Blossom and Blood. Cool. Cool. Actually, my troll has the wolf. I haven't seen the wolf. You haven't seen the wolf mountain? The wolf mountain. Oh, it is very cool. And I got to tell you. Was it in the shop? No, no. I was, she walks around with that. You just haven't seen her very much. All you've been seeing is a damn pally. Yeah, true. Uh, As far as how to get exalted, if you haven't been playing or if you haven't done them, go to the orc kindergarten and begin doing the baby quests. You will get nothing for XP, but the rep is still the same. And depending on your level, you will fly through them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You will definitely fly, and you will get that your rep up in a very short amount of time. The other thing you can do is, of course, the rune cloth. <laughs> That's how I got mine. Ouch. Rune cloth, rune cloth, rune cloth. Farm for rune cloth. Which is a slow way to do it, because my troll was royally chipped. No, I'm not bitter. Royally gypped out. Not one little bit, no. No, because she did all those quests when before the whole rep thing. When you got one point a rep for doing an epic quest at level five, it was like, oh, here it's one point for you. Shall I turn into the grumpy old Tarin for you here? Go ahead. <laughs> Back in my day, when I was coming up, they only but, gave us one rep for rune cloth, just one. <laughs> And we were okay. thankful. We were thankful for that. If anything, it got us copper. We were happy. You done? Yeah, I may have a little more in me later, but yeah, for right now, I'm good. For now? Okay. So, yeah, that's your best bet is to hit the kindergarten for the orcs and even the trolls because a lot of those quests are multi-faction for both. And that's probably going to be your best bet to get exalted with orc. But good luck with your wolf mountain. Take a picture when you get one so we can take a look. Falchion writes in to us, and I hope I said your name right. Says, okay. What is your opinion on power leveling? Not saying I would do it. I just want to hear others' opinion on it. I know someone who does it, and he says that there is no goal farming that he does. Now, I don't know if that's true for others, but for him, he gets the XP and the gold from quests. So, do you have another opinion on this? Falchion of the Directionally Challenge Guild. Well, here's my first question. When we're talking about power leveling, are we talking about you know just you know, getting one of your buddies to go out with you and... Yeah, see, that's what I think of when I hear power leveling. That's what I think. Grabbing, like, your high-level friends and saying, hey, (laughs) and having them run you through a couple of things you'd never be able to do at your level. Right. But I think what he's referring to is the uh, pay service. You pay someone, and they take your character and run them through, and you do nothing, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, uh, aside from it being... Against the uh, against the terms of service, and you're really kind of setting yourself up for getting your account hacked. I mean, not even really. I mean, not even hacked. You're giving them the password. <laughs> yeah, that's really dangerous stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. New. And besides, you know, the moral implication. But also, I don't understand why do it. It's like why play the game? Exactly. You have someone level your character for you. I mean, that's the ultimate in laziness that I can think of. Yeah, I know, and. The- you know, for a while, for the longest time, I mean, I know you would ask me, "Hey, you need any help out there?" No, that's it's a pride thing. I got to get through this. <laughs> and then I found out that hey, a little help every now and then is an okay it's thing. It's a good thing. Then that you have the other side of the spectrum where people don't want to. They they want people to do it with them all the time. Yeah. You hear the other side where people are constantly. Anybody want to like help me with all these quests? <laughs> Come yeah. on, people, play the game. 
Yeah, exactly. Just play the damn game. Play the game and enjoy. So that is an answer to you. And, of course, if any of our listeners have a different take or opinion on this, please let us know. Winbot from uh, Directionally Challenged Guild rides in and says, Dear Annie Ed, Death Knights. A friend of mine has mentioned a fairly interesting rumor about them. And just as a throwback to the Slash Played topic that's brought up periodically, he has just over one year logged on his Warrior. Wow. Yeah, it's a long time. Well, I wonder if he has his computer set up in his bathroom or not. I tend to listen to his input when he talks about WoW rumors. Anyway, this rumor is that only level 70 paladins can become Death Knights. Jumping on this rumor, without properly researching it, some of my guildmates <laughs> decided to start power leveling our paladins to try to reach this goal before wondering about it more deeply. Which brings me to my question. Since my research and skills seem to lack in efficiency, has Blizzard released any information on which races and classes can access the Death Knight class? While I don't hate... No, they haven't. While I don't hate my baby paladin, I'm quite interested in what I'll have to work on before Wrath of the Lich King shows up. And finally, races. With your mention of the mysterious walrus people... Yeah, it got me thinking. Everyone I know Hordeside would drop their other characters to play a goblin. Personally, I think the idea of a goblin bruiser with an elite war tortoise would be the envy of all in Azeroth. Ha <laughs> ha! You think Blizzard will ever release the goblin as a playable class? Sincerely yours, Winbot of the Durationally Challenged Guild. We're oh never going to see a goblin. Nope. Yeah, hell's going to freeze over before we see a goblin class. The only time you're ever going to see a goblin, like, become one is during Hollow's, e- uh, Hollow's End when you can be- get that costume, and that's it. The only time you're ever going to see yourself as a goblin. And by the way, if you'll make the goblin dance, it's really unsettling. But no, they'll never do that. The goblins are neutral across the board. And I'll let you talk about what's uh, leveling a pally to 70 is going to entail. Hell. It's going to entail hell in a very long, drawn-out, painful manner. That's all I have to say. But (laughs) if the rumor is true, I'm all for it. And actually, it would be following the lore pretty close. Yeah, because Arthas was a paladin, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, he was. He was a paladin and became a death knight. So it would kind of follow, what do you know, Blizzard actually using their own lore. What a shock. Using it correctly. (laughs) What do you know? They can do it. It can be done. But has Blizzard released any information specifically? No. So this could just be a rumor control. It could have some truth to it. We don't know. But if we find out anything here, we will let you know. And thank you for sending that in. Yes. And we have an email from Eskimog, who has written in to tell us a little bit about his doings. He's been away from the game for a bit, but says, hey, FTH Radio, what's going on? I'm loving the sham shams and not a fan of the pallies. Well, all right. As a fave podcaster of mine once said, they can do a lot of neat things, but they take so long to kill things. I wonder who said that. Anyway, hopefully Big V has the cow up to 70 and is doing well with the mage. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Cloth sucks, by the way. Ha ha. I was listening to your last episode and I wanted to touch base on your suggestions for WoW, like the skateboard. I love the idea. It would be so cool to have something to use to go, hmm, maybe like 30% faster or something like that and cost around, let's say, 25 or so gold. 10 for gnomes because they suck and people just want to get rid of them. And a battle bounce idea is awesome. I would love it, but I know Blizz won't put it in because of the ganking factor. Unless you can only use the ability with other people with mounts, and they cause no damage. Well, those are the only ones I can think of right now. Meow. And that is from Eskimog. It was good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well and come back in soon. But yes, I would love the skateboards, and they won't do it. What are you going to do? They'll make the skateboards by the time they let matches wear plate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Although that could be really interesting to see, like this this little you know spellcaster weighted down so badly with the plate that like their little hands can't raise to like do the spells. <laughs> so they can the, blink away. Uh. You gotta be able to lift your hands over your head. There, you can't do that in play very well. Well, thank you for sending that in. And we have two more emails to read for you. This comes to us from the King Viper on the Draenor Realm, who writes. Hey, Auntie Ed, I just listened to some of your episodes on FTH Radio. I enjoyed them. Unfortunately, I'm Alliance. I have a funny, interesting story. One late night, I got really bored, so I decided to stealth into the Undercity on my druid. He was 60 at the time, first time being in the Undercity, and I found out that it was quite hard to navigate at first. The guards that are guarding the elevator, well, for those of you who don't know, if you get too close to one of those guys, they will poison you. When this happened, I got back in the elevator and waited for my poison to go so I could try again. As soon as I stealthed, a level, double question mark, popped up in the elevator. She, being a higher level, could see me. She targeted me, and I was like, oh crap. I waited for about five minutes. She didn't attack me. So I decided to pop back into Night Elf form. She waved, I waved, I danced, she laughed, I left. Later, I logged onto my Torin and whispered to her and started to talk and thanked her for not killing me. Then we started talking and stuff, and I started to think, if Horde and Alliance are enemies, why didn't she kill me? Easy on her, no chance of dying for her, so I started to like the Horde race. Later on, a few months later, being level 70 now, and a lot better gear, I was bored again, I decided to go to the crossroads. I went there and started attacking stuff. And this level 70 Blood Elf Hunter came, she saw me, and waved. I approached her and waved back, for about five minutes of emo conversations, and we ended up being cross-faction friends. One day my friend was going to raid some town and wanted me to tag along. I just finished raiding, so I said yes. We went there and I had to go AFK. He started without me. I came back and he had died. I asked who killed him and he said some blood elf chick. I asked what's her name but he didn't know. I waited in Prowl and waited for her to return and found out she was the same blood elf hunter I had made friends with. I waved at her, she waved at me. I pointed at her then pointed at my flagged friend and then giggled at her. She dismounted and aimed shot and arcane shot and killed him. I cheered at her, and she didn't attack me. Her name is Lydy on the Draenor server. So I decided I'm going to level my Blood Elf Mage and roll Horde. I'm having fun of my Mage now. For the Horde! And again, that's the King Viper on the Draenor Realm. <gasps> a Night Elf Druid. But despite the fact that you are a Night Elf Druid, you have seen the ways of the Horde and are, and are making the right decision. Even though you have a level 70 Night Elf Druid, which is a really big accomplishment. But we're glad that you were able to make a cross-faction friend. And that is a very cool story. And thank you very much for writing that in and for giving us a try. Even though you you were, were slash, kind of maybe still are, but maybe not as much, Alliance for giving uh, For the Horde Radio a try. Thank you very much for sending that in. We have an email. This is from Dadoa of the Directionally Challenge Guild, who writes, Dear Auntie Ed and Big V, I have a huge shout-out. This one goes to Doomlord from the Rooster Teeth Guild on the Mandron server. Once upon a time, there was a really noobish undead rogue hanging out in Org. 
In case you haven't guessed, that's me. So I was walking along when I saw a huge wall of air that seemed steamy. Then I realized it was an instance, an org. I soon realized that it was RFC. I'd heard of it, but had no idea where it was. So, being the noob that I was, I sent it out in general, asking if anyone was running it. Then, after a multitude of whispers, I picked Doomlords. He then proceeded to give me three gold, like it was a no big deal. He then ran me through and was very nice throughout the entire process. When we got to my target and took him down, he dropped a nice blue. I really wanted him to take it. I mean, it was the least I could do for this person. But he insisted that I have it. Well, I just want to give him a huge shout out. By the way, could you guys update the site from time to time to curb our appetite for FTH Radio? Just an idea, and I'm sure many fans will agree. For the horde. And again, that was from Dudua, Dodoa, Dudua, Dudu, Dudu. I'm sorry, <laughs> had to do that. From directly challenged on Mandaron. That is a cool shout out. So big shout out to Doom Lord of the Rooster Teeth Guild. I have seen that guild walking around. You don't forget a name like Rooster Teeth. It's just one of those guild names that stick in your head. And that was very awesome for him to do. Plus, giving you some money. That's totally cool. Uh, as far as updating the site. The problem with that is we really don't have that much outside of when the show goes up that we can update it with. I suppose there are a couple of things we can uh, try to do, maybe, but um, definitely keep our eyes open for stuff to perhaps put up during the, you know, three-week time frame in between shows. But normally most of our stuff is associated with the next show coming out. So to put it up ahead of time would kind of be like a spoiler, and we don't want to do that. Well, only on certain things. But we'll keep it in mind. Thank you very much for sending that in. Well, that about brings us to the end of another episode of For the Horde Radio. Thank you to everyone who wrote in for this show, to everyone who called in. Well... Okay, it was just one person who called in, but thank you. If you would like to call in, or write in, or anything, you can. Yes, you can. Our email address is fthradio at gmail.com. Biggest V's is biggestv's at gmail.com. And, of course, our call-in line, 206-888-3130. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. And we will be back in three weeks for another history retelling, celery worshipping, no more snake trap episode of All right, be funny. Make with the funny. Okay. Make with the laugh laugh. Yes, make with, make with it now. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> That didn't go far. To tear a car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my combat pet. Uh, <laughs> uh, rock, paper, scissors. Uh, scissors. Add rock.
<laughs> Suddenly. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> we can do the best two out of three. You go first. All right, so got an email from uh, Kulex of the Blood and Blossom Guild. And Kulex writes, Dear Big Psst. V. Psst. Hmm? Psst. It's the Blossom and Blood. Blossom and Blood. Blossom and Blood. Crap. Yeah. Mm. You know, there are a patron guild. We should probably Yeah, yeah. I probably name. need to get that right. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Okay. So, take two. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're off to a good start. Ah, uh, hell's bells. This is going to be a long afternoon. Yep. Uh, <laughs> what other reader? Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> what the hell was that? That's my bottle of Advil. Well, you got your mojo over there or something? <laughs> you shake it Stay away from the voodoo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See what I say to you. That's my totem. It is full of anti-inflammatory properties. <laughs>